Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM. You want to download that app, rockoftalk.com and rockoftalk.tv. And don't forget, we are on Roku. Fire Apple TV, and uh, I started updating the uh, podcast again last night. I didn't realize I hadn't updated anything since, like, the Beware the Ides of March. <laughs> My uh, sister will be very happy in Scotland. Well, yes, I, I told her I'm working hard. I'm yep. working hard. Doing what I, I'm taking what I'm giving because I'm working for a living, even though we covered a lot of that uh, during hour number one. That happens to me with people not really wanting to work going forward, but... I do have plenty, you know, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And Jack's staying at home, apparently, and employment rates going up, uh, 16,000 plus additional people. Uh, may not sound like a, a whole lot, but we're going to be going full double what I got to Mr. Roboto pretty soon. And automated uh, serving, serve yourself, uh, come pick up, everything's to go inside. Of, I mean, people aren't going to need commercial real estate space. If this keeps up uh, for the next 10 years, it's just the way that it's going to go. People are going to be cooking out of their house. You're going to have to be bringing people. I mean, this is what's going to happen. I, I, I hate to say it, but that's the, the way that this world seems to be turning here in socialist New Mexico. And this is socialist, uh, by the way. Um, I do want to cover immigration tomorrow uh, because I've been watching the videos, and I saw those two kids who were basically dropped over that wall. Did you see the... Uh, the infrared uh, video of that, have, yeah. and it's just, it's just. Uh, uh, but don't worry, uh, Martin Heinrich uh, was on the border yesterday, oh, checking yes. everything out. So yeah, yeah, you know, uh, if anybody who just <laughs> knows what the hard knock life is all oh, about, yeah. it's it's it's, <laughs> it's Marty. Yeah, oh, boy, he's really had it rough. He had to sleep in his office for a time, apparently. Well, oh. uh, things were tough. Uh, just another carpet bagger here in the state, of Maryland's America. third senator. We call him. Oh wow, well, that is funny. <laughs> that is uh, that is good. But things aren't good here. And another indicator of that is I've already talked about uh, up and down Knob Hill, down Central. And this isn't me bagging and not bragging or anything, but the most prominent photographer in our entire state, a man who's literally photographed every single governor, every politician, it's like he's the standard bearer for, for photography, okay? And I'm surprised this didn't go into a different direction, to be quite honest, Okay. So we're talking about Kim Ju, right? Uh, where's the Asian hate? How come nobody thought about that to inject that into the story? This typically would have been done, and why doesn't anyone talk about that? Right, given what's had recently happened in Georgia? I'm not trying to say it's there, but sort of an odd time. And why would anybody rob a or thieve a photography studio? I was trying to think about that. Like, you know what's there. You know, it's lighting and cameras. And most of these cameras, I don't know if you know about these cameras, but they can't be resold. Serial numbers. Ah. ah serial numbers. Pawn shop guy, yeah, when he, he checks nah, it out nah, to see nah, if yeah. it's stolen. And, okay. yeah, and, and all the pawn shops, they're going to look at this and be like, oh, yeah, you only got this from one place. And, you know, believe it or not, pawn shop guys aren't bad people. They just they just aren't. They're They're the only thing we have right now. That is close to uh, bail bondsmen. You know, any of the thievery that happens that ends up uh, being sort of paraded in front of them at some point. Oh no! Oh, we got. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll give it away. Here you go. Twenty bucks. Sure, I'll do it. Okay. But this is really sad. It's so incredibly sad because he's iconic. The photography studio is iconic because there's nothing that they could actually gotten out of the whole ent- entire thing. Really. You feel violated. There's anger. There's frustration. All of the above. 
Justin Jew said he got a call from his mother that there was a break-in. Shocked, I immediately went down there to check it out on the scene. He works with his dad, Kim Jew, at their studio in Northeast Albuquerque. Second piece. Where did it happen? The Northeast Heights. Kind of an odd thing to happen there yet again. Crime not as high. You would have thought that... Third thing I noticed from the picture outside Kim Ju's studio, which I've driven by several times, nice building, up and down uh, Eubank. There's no cameras outside. <laughs> ironically, and I'm not laughing at him, but ironically for a studio, and there's good reason for that. Because I guarantee in the history, while the very decorated, very well-known, the best photographer here in the state of New Mexico, Kim Ju, has probably never even thought about being robbed because it's a photography studio. Now, this isn't some sort of false outrage, folks. should just pay attention to sort of the hierarchy of things that get stolen. And eventually you kind of get down to things that nobody ever would think, well, why would someone rob that place? Why would somebody vandalize that place? Because they could. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Your cars, houses, go for jewelry, go by cameras, lighting. You know what they stole? You know what they took? They took little SD cards full of product that they were turning out. That's all got to be redone. And this isn't exactly going to be able to be insured for his time because mostly what a photographer does, much like a writer, when you lost all your stuff, when it went that power today, you don't get that time back, plus you don't get paid for any of that stuff anyway. But this literally kills, you want to talk about, you think about how, how much, this, this kills kind of the soul of the city. Because even Kim Ju is getting robbed here in Albuquerque. I'm embarrassed to say I really didn't know about this this enterprise. Uh, start, oh. Started in 1976 My in Albuquerque. God, everywhere. Kim Ju Photography has grown into a million-dollar enterprise. Institution. Two portrait studios with over 24 employees, including five staff One photographers. One in Corrales, right? Local, local success story. I mean, Huge. Huge. Private sector success story in New Mexico, ladies and gentlemen. It's for real. <sighs> so there it is. Uh, because he's so prominent and he's so out there, he was Actually, it was it was noteworthy what had happened. Actually, happened. So I just anyway. put it up in the Daily Blast because I thought you know here's an, here's another example that people can relate to. I didn't know that there was so much of a backstory to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you filled it all in for me. Well, uh, I did. I was going to go take. Um, you know, he has the advertisements that when people used to go to the mall, it was them and Frank's Photography. Frank's okay. is located. I don't even know if he's still around. I think he is. Good guy. A very expensive. You know. No, you getting your your portraits done at Kim Ju not not cheap. Over at uh, Frank's, not cheap. Well, I mean, want you, the best. you, you want the best. You want the best. There you go. So you got to get you got to get it from from them. And uh, they've just been around forever. And they had these you know big advertisements that used to be in the middle of malls, and people would go schedule it. And they're like, oh, you're going to get your senior pictures done. Are you going to get your senior pictures? Where are you going to get them done? You know, they used to have the remember they used to have the old style Olin Mills. Oh yeah, back in the day. Oh yeah, that was yes. way back yes, in the day. Yes. So, but. Um, there you go. All right. Uh, five and also uh, grew up here. Uh, you know, a lot of people come to New Mexico yep. to prey on New Mexico. Uh, Kim Ju graduated from Highland High School. He's a local. Local, yeah. local, local, local. I believe uh, went to school with my dad. Oh. My dad uh, graduated uh, back from Highland in the early 70s himself. So there you go. Um, here's another crime against the... And I think there's just a smattering of so many things that are going wrong here in the city uh, overall. And this isn't to get downtrodden. It's just the reality that we got to face. So... You know, every single day, it's more of an example here in the state of New Mexico with what happens in Albuquerque and everywhere. 
uh, here of what not to do. And we are just, for some reason, we just have it in ourselves to destroy ourselves. New Mexico is hell-bent on destroying ourselves. We will do every single thing we possibly can do to make New Mexico an even worse place to live year after year. Doesn't matter what type of lipstick you put on that pig. We will do the worst thing that we possibly can to go ahead and comply with the worst possible outcomes. This is why we get the outcomes. People are like, why, why are we 48th or 50th? They're like, because this is what we want. We love this. So, New Mexico has now eliminated police immunity from prosecution. This is what we talked about yesterday. Okay. Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham signed reforms Wednesday that eliminate police immunity from prosecution in state courts. The Democrat-sponsored legislation has implications for an array of state and local government agencies, from social services agencies to school districts. The bill was backed by an unusual coalition of advocates for policing reforms and social justice causes. It includes civil-minded founders, Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and the conservative-backed company nonprofit groups, Americans for Prosperity. I did not know this, Dan. <laughs> Your favorite organization. Oh, my gosh. I'd love it if uh, Jason Valancourt would actually call in. Uh, uh, hasn't that worked for them for two years? Uh-huh. Yeah, but good guy. Good yeah, guy. very good. Because he could you know, offer some insight on that. Luhan Grisham signed the bill amid the trial of Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin on murder charges in the May 2020 death of George Floyd. Okay, so what's really interesting here is there is a lot of NGO, non-governmental money, that is floating around here. And whether it's Americans for Prosperity or stuff that's coming from the community organizers from the left, these are both the initiatives that they want. And so on the face of it, you're like, well, what is that? What is a police immunity? What does that mean? It sounds like it might be good for police officers. Well, they're getting more immunity. No. When you actually del delve into the details, as we did in yesterday's show, this actually exposes them to more liability. Now, what also passed during this session was a mandatory, what, $2 million or $1 million payout or something like that. Bare minimum payouts that come from the government and... These are all the attorneys pushing forth for this legislation to go through because it's going to be immediate paydays for them every single time that they bring something against the Albuquerque Police Department. There's been quite a few lawyers here in town, some alive, some dead, some justifiably uh, doing the right things on behalf of their clients, others looking for a big payday because they're going to get paid to settle with the uh, Albuquerque Police Department. But one thing I can say for certain, this is not good for our community. It's good for the lawyers. It's good for the attorneys. But what's going to happen? And I verified this uh, last night with a police officer as uh, him and I sat on the phone. I said, uh, what are you guys thinking? He literally told me. He literally told me. And, and get this. That they're probably going to see anywhere from 100 to 150 people retire from the Albuquerque Police Department force within the next year. People looking for opportunity other places. People looking to get their buyouts and payouts early so that they won't have to stay here. This essentially puts the nail in the coffin for anybody who's an aspiring police officer here in the state of New Mexico. Now, we're going to get to Murder Mike here in about 10 minutes. Okay, We just talked about the thievery going on for places that are very little. Do you think anybody's going to pay attention? Do you think there's going to be any investigation into the Kim Ju photography caper, if you will? There won't be. They don't have the time. The priorities is on definitely something else. And in terms of stopping or responding to a 911 call, hello, 911, Kim Ju Photography is getting robbed. 
What do you think they show up? 10, 15, 30 minutes, an hour? The burglary, they'll let, that, they'll let those bells go on for days. They don't even care. That's not something that they respond to very quickly. So here we are, 2021. Mayor Keller's looking to run for re-election. Then you got Manny Gonzalez. Okay. Now they're starting to pick on him. Have you noticed that? He's the Democrat who's uh, ostensibly going to run. And run by Jay McCluskey, by the way. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, that's rumored. I don't know. I've got to hard verify that, but it was verified by a couple of other people. But until I see the hard verification, I can't completely and totally run with that. But Jay McCluskey, is, and who's run nothing but Republicans, is suddenly going to be running a Democrat for mayor. There's so few Republicans left in New Mexico. If he wants to continue to work here, he's going to have to start working for Democrats. That's a, <clears> just <throat> a one way to put it. Cheap shot. <clears throat> so if you look at this, New Mexico, Albuquerque is not going to get better. But now that we were looking at uh, bringing more immigrants here into the city, oh, they, they, you can't say that. That's racist. Those guys are peaceful. They're just looking for homes. They're just looking for opportunity. They're just looking to go ahead and contribute to the workforce. Well, given that we don't have a workforce that actually wants to work, <laughs> I'm the last person that's for, you know, I am not pro-illegal uh, immigration whatsoever. But let me tell you, these guys are are, are probably going to end up being on the front lines of working. They can go out and go get a job. Not that I want them to. Not that I want them to. So that's what 27, I mean, 2021 looks like. Not much different than 2017 when Mayor Keller got elected. During that time, you might remember, we were at an all-time high for crime. And ironically enough, we were holding Barry's feet to the fire. Oh, the record number of murders. Look at what's happened to our city. Tim Keller's going to come in and clean up and... You know, Tim Keller even had the wheelchair for the city of Albuquerque. We were all shut down in our homes for an entire year, and he still managed to break the record for the number of homicides. <laughs> Good going, Tim. Way to go. Keep it up. 550-5500, a caller on oh, the way out. We'll just uh, go ahead and run out. I, I keep doing that where I pound it twice, and then uh, that's what I do. How's that traffic, Rudy, out there, North I-25? No, it's still okay. tough, but it's getting a little, slightly better. Uh, Eddie, disappointing to hear what Kill Me said. Got to keep a job. That's what it's all about. Everyone's just looking to, to keep uh, to keep working. All right. This guy really wanted to talk, so let's see. All right, call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? I'm a first-time caller calling uh, in because I'd like to what he's saying about the qualified immunity for police officer. I'm retired uh, Washington, D.C. police lieutenant. Thank you for your service. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, so uh, what they don't really understand is how that fell under the good faith doctrine. In Washington, D.C., around late 80s, late early, uh, I mean, early 90s, they changed the law there that you could sue a police officer personally, provided that his actions were so egregious. Um, but as long as he was acting in good faith, then you could not. So this is just going to open a door for... Like uh, he was saying, all these attorneys are going to be making a fortune on this. They're going to be suing from everything from someone who didn't like the way they got a traffic ticket to the way the officer looked at them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How long did you serve? I served 29 years, and I retired in uh, 2011. I retired in 2011 after 29 years there on the uh, on the job. Where are you at? Are you at the uh, the doghouse downtown? Where are you? <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm 
I'm on course. The guy, I ordered root beer and they keep handing me sandwiches. Quality employees in New Mexico. Thank you. Uh, would you, you, would you, you asked me what kind of sauce I wanted in. I don't know what goes better, horseradish or barbecue. Horseradish. I always put horseradish in my root beer. You know what? That's, a, oh. that's just that's just a comes quality service with a smile nowadays. That's the way it is. So, so finally, yeah, yeah. let me just ask you, in, in this type of environment, would you have decided to go ahead and be a police officer or no? Oh, absolutely not. You know, my son was sort of exploring that, and I told him, you know, this is just not the time for that profession. I mean, it's just everything's anti-police, and, uh, and you know, it's funny. I get a lot of support from people who found out I was a police officer, and yeah. it's just, it's, you know, it's the politicians mm -hmm. <laughs> playing their games. So, yeah. you know, you got with the, with the Biden regime in there and his sidekick, the giggler, uh, you know, oh, I like you. They're good. You're good, that's, you. That's uh, why are you here? Well, I when I retired, I want to get out of D.C. area because uh, the cost of living there is really high. And then I met uh, I met a, a woman out here that uh, was out here working for the library system, and uh, so I moved out here. And well, that fell through, and I met someone else. We got married, and we're planning on moving to Tennessee now. I was actually just about family. to ask you. I said, when are you leaving? <laughs> Uh, probably at the end of the summer. Okay. My wife's a travel nurse, so, you know, working around that, she's got a contract all over the country, so. And, yeah, uh, we've been traveling everywhere. We were down in Texas, everything's open, you know. We're playing poker in the poker rooms and yeah. and uh, going to movies and eating, and then you come back here, and it's like, man, you know, <laughs> back to the USSR. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's absolutely right. What's your name, officer? My name is Jim Cullen. Jim so, Cullen. Oh, man. Yeah, that's name. a strong name. name. Jim Cullen. Please, pleasure to meet yeah. you, Jim Cullen, from from New uh, D.C. Yeah, glad to know to you made it out of uh, D.C. live, Lieutenant. Um, I lived there for a couple of years, and uh, I, I just pray you never had to go into Southeast, because that is a rough a rough part of the bird. <laughs> well, uh, I, worked, I worked all it. Most, most of my career was in the hood, but I've been all over the place, and uh, thank you for that, and... Uh, you know, I still got friends that I talk to there, and they're just hanging on to get to that retirement age. You know, they they they're taking early outs, and uh, they just they can't stand it anymore. You know, it's, uh, anything they do, they're criticized for. So they, there's no proactive policing anymore. Was there you a racial element to what you did? Were you worried about uh, well, race? I mean, is that something that you thought of when you were policing people? I mean, what do you think about this whole Derek Chauvin trial? And I mean, here's a guy who had fentanyl meth. Uh, he had dope in his system, had a pretty long list. I mean, not exactly a stand-up citizen. He hasn't even, uh, you know, been vindicated yet. He's already, his family's already received $27 million. So, you know, not exactly a good outlook for law enforcement. No, I mean, and, uh, you know, not everything's racial. I mean, you know, because uh, if you look at the numbers of how many uh, white people get shot by police as opposed to... Uh, other races, it's, it's, it's double. It doesn't make it racist because I put hands on somebody of an opposite uh, race than I am. If I'm a white guy, and you know, I got called that all the time. You, you know, you have to have a thick skin. You get used to that when you're dealing with the thug. Now it's just like yeah, they're backed up all the way up to the uh, Oval Office now with this nonsense. It yeah. doesn't make it racial. I mean, he, I think the officer uh, used poor tactics. I really do. I mean, he should have got off that guy. Um, but I don't. I don't see why. How do you prove that that's a racist incident? And 
you know, what did he say or do that said, you know, he's going after black people? That's what I want to know. But no one can ever answer that question. Do you think, do you well, think in, in today, if you were policing today, that you would consider the race of somebody uh, before you apprehend them, given the new training and the sort of the new ethos that's pervasive? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, that's just my makeup, though. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you know, I've been accused of it before, and uh, but they, nothing was able to be proven. It's not a pleasant thing, but you know, I'm going to do my job. I mean, I swear to do a job. I uphold the law, and uh, I don't care what your race is, or I don't even care what your status is. Uh, you know, arrested some pro athletes in my time, and uh, and a few other well-to-do people, and boy, oh boy. They just think they're untouchable. The law is not, you know, for them. Did you? Are you, are you the day. one who put the cuffs on Marion Barry? <laughs> no. However, <laughs> my old partner used to be one of his bodyguards, and the reason he got on the job, he was the only white officer. So you want to talk about racism? And the reason being was he lived on Capitol Hill. And my uh, partner was, you know, very sociable, and he knew a lot of people. So Marion Barry kind of wanted to use that as a, another influence to get more of the white vote at the time. And uh, my scout car beat when I was at the officer level was where Marion Barry's uh, motor pool was and where all the uh, shenanigans were going on with, the, you know, stopping at the women's house late at night, doing the cocaine. And, you know, his motor pool guys were all in on that stuff. They were having parties and everything. I, I would go in there to use the restroom, but I only did that like twice because, you know, these are officers are all drunk <laughs> and partying and women in there, and I saw it. But what am I going to do? You report it back then, you know, they're just going to can me for pointing out them uh, breaking the law, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jim Cullen. Uh, enjoy, that, uh, enjoy that root beer. Hopefully it's not bark. Hopefully it's A&W's. Oh, man, that's where we differ. I'm a Barks man. <laughs> Remember, Barks is Coke. Barks is a Coke product. Oh, that's right. I didn't think of it that way. Man, yeah. I'll just go back to water. I just have to go back to water. <laughs> <laughs> that's for all of us. All right, Jim Cullen, there he is. Uh, Jim Cullen uh, on his way to Tennessee. Tennessee. But I am still thirsty. You, you know that reference right there? Oh, my God. Take me to another place. Oh, my gosh. 90s? I oh, wow. 90s music. Oh, I don't know it. <laughs> it's 90s music. I'll, I'll play it on the way in. You're going to know it. Then, speaking that we're talking about race and all that kind of stuff. Arrested Development. You never heard of that song? Oh. Tennessee. 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 I don't know. They always have that reference. All right. Appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll be back with uh, Murder Mike. He's going to laugh about the number of homicides. He'll laugh about... He's going to laugh all the way through. Just... He'll laugh inappropriately at his own reports the entire time. There he is. Back and forth. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams Real Estate Group in New Mexico, 
Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Do what you love. Deliver your best. You do life, and we'll make sure you get the best back. That's how we roll. We do taxes. Liberty Tax. You do life. We do taxes. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229. 884-8229. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot. The Mortgage Guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. All right, let's put things together starting with the weather. Good-looking weekend coming our way. 80 degrees right now at the Rust Medical Center in Rio Rancho, 79 at Baton Memorial Park, and it's 80 degrees here at the Rock of Talk. All right, really good news. Not only was that a great call from the officer in Washington, but in the middle of that, all the accidents on I-25, gone. All right, I can tell you the drive is still a little hefty, though, as you make your way pretty much this time now from about Lomas just across the big eye. But that'll improve without too much more time. If your drive takes you uh, on the west side, answer down to the one lane uh, between west side and southern, so budget in extra time for that.
And you're going to find, uh, well, the drive's a little bit hefty right now as you make your way southbound away from the airport towards Isleta. May have had a stall or something that is cleared, but no problems at the moment. This traffic report brought to you by Monty Cigar Shop. San Mateo, just north of Comanche, with the biggest humidor in the southwest, that guarantees you the largest selection of blends and a great set of prices. Really, you can go and get what you're looking for, and you can say, you know what, this week I'm looking for this price range, and at the end of the month I'm going to really look for this price range, the bigger one, because I want to treat myself. Monty's Cigar Shop is the place to treat yourself on San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date. Now, let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Have you ever heard that song? I have not. Wow, that's a, a very popular song back okay. in the early 90s. Yeah, 92, that's when I started yeah. checking out popular music. Yeah. <laughs> I lear- I'm learning, it's like, I'm going back in a time machine. Eddie's gradually introducing me to, to all the 90s music I missed. Yeah, I never missed a year until like the last three years. I probably oh, even you have had your, your moment where... <laughs> well, I think my, my sort of thing I started checking out about 2019. And I started going back and started, uh, I don't know, just kind of... I have a different thing with music these days. Go look at the top ten. Pull up uh, top ten, Billboard's top ten. Ooh, we've done this before. Yeah, uh, let's let's go ahead and look at it now. Oh, this will be good. We, we, we've run this, we've run this well, game well, before. This is, this is even bizarre because most people, youngsters, couldn't tell you what's in the top ten. Okay, they get, don't even, yeah, we're going to, ladies, if you're scoring at home, uh, we want you to guess how many acts we've heard of here in the Kiva. Yeah. Uh, in the <laughs> and it's not because we're distanced from it, it's just... It's based upon new metrics. It's not radio airplay. It's uh, do you want downloads. act first and then song, or song first Whatever. and then act? Right, uh, do and then obviously anything with foul language in oh. the title, which yeah. there's probably a few of them in there. Uh, the number uh, number one right now. I'm going to do uh, song, uh, single, and then, yes, and yeah. then act. Yeah, yeah. Montero, call me by your name by Lil Nas X. There you go. I that's number one. Yes, yeah, number that's one. The one that has the uh, he literally has the video where he's having. S-E, you know what, with S-A-T-A, yeah, you know what. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's a video that's out there. And our culture really just is great oh, for, great for really, children, right? children lately, isn't it? And there's yeah. literally a, uh, people out there like, oh, I don't care that he's doing that. I just love little Nas can do whatever he wants. Number two, uh, Peaches by, and this is a long, does anyone do anything just on their own anymore? It's always somebody with no, somebody. compilation because there's mixers in the background who are rolling out this from Studio Airplay because it's, Almost no cost. Okay. I mean, and the, and the record companies are keeping literally record profits right now. Uh, pe- uh, Peaches by Justin Bieber featuring mm. Daniel Caesar, Cesar, and Giveon. Uh, I yeah, will no, say I've heard, I have heard of Justin Bieber. The Beeb, but the other two. Yeah, we, we, we refer to them as the, as the Beebs. The Beebs, not so much. The Beebs. Um, yeah. So. You know, there's the Burbs and there's the Beebs. <laughs> uh, the uh, Burbs and the Beebs. The song is Leave the Door Open mm. by... Silk Sonic? Yeah, nobody knows. Uh, including Bruno Mars and Anderson Puck. Yeah, he probably, Bruno Mars probably has like two little riffs in there of the whole entire thing, but it's because his, you have to look for it. It's like a little Easter egg in the song. Okay, oh. four. Number four, the song is Up by Cardi B. Now, I know, yeah, know you're Cardi a big B. Cardi B fan. Oh, uh, she's 
Do you really like Cardi B? No. I have heard of Cardi B, though. Yeah. Lewd and crude yeah. and tattooed. Uh, the song number, at number five is... I, I hate the fact that I know too much about this stuff. Yeah, you know more, way more than Rudy. Yeah. I know. Uh, number five yeah. on the Billboard Top 100 mm. is the song is Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Mm. Never heard it. Uh, number six, the song is Save Your Tears by The Weeknd. I think I've heard of The Weeknd. Yeah, The Weeknd. Uh, definitely satanic worship there. Oh, wow. Uh, you, know, you look at the, uh, the oh, Super Bowl, Bowl halftime. Right. Uh, number seven, the song is Levitating by... I have no idea. Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa. Lipa? Yeah. yeah uh, she's at... She had uh, she had a couple of hits the last couple of years. Uh, but but don't don't good. leave her on her own. Featuring the <laughs> baby, the baby, the baby. Yeah. Like nobody has ever been called the baby before. Uh, divine, okay. The baby. I, I know the divinals, but not the baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> she has a song called like "My Rules" or "The Rules" or "New Rules," and she like rifles off all these things and what she's doing as a new woman moving forward. This is a real popular. Uh, we got a, a Beatles situation here at number oh, eight. Wow, uh, the wow. song is "Blinding Lights" by. The weekend, the weekend, two in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, almost yeah, like the Fab yeah. Four back in the day. Well, that, you know, you know what happened with that? You know, the blinding lights. Uh, I'll I'll play just a little bit, and the the song has literally been retreaded in so many commercials now. I think it's like on five or six different commercials. Wow. Yeah, and they're just buying it. I mean, it's got to be one of those things that so one he's of those getting songs, residuals from multiple. Yeah, advertising. yeah, and it's, he's not. Oh. He's not making all this money. You know, he started on SoundCloud. Well, here we go. I'm going to tell you way more than you want to know. So he started on SoundCloud, and then they got in, and he was severely drug addicted. He's uh, uh, the uh, the uh, son of some, I think, East African uh, parents uh, relocated to Canada. So you've heard this before. I mean, it, this is such a bad... You've heard this. <laughs> song, but it's gone out of the top ten, back into the top ten, out of the top ten. It's already got 500 million views on uh, YouTube. That little Nas X. As we proceed in the countdown, I got a letter right in front of me. It says Casey. Mar little dog. No, no. Uh, number nine on the countdown. It's The song is Mood. And give me, give me, don't interrupt because this goes on forever. Um, the artist, or the artists, 24K Golden featuring Ian Dior. <laughs> E-N Dior is spelled lowercase I A N N. Yeah. Second word lowercase D I O R. Mm. Yeah. And coming in at number ten, the song is "What You Know About Love" by Pop Smoke. There it is. I got Top nothing. ten. Very, very, very familiar. Can nothing. you imagine if Dick Clark or Casey Kasem were still <laughs> around doing those? I, I couldn't imagine them doing those. What countdowns. the hell is this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
going to hear about what the hell this garbage is. We've got uh, Murder Mike uh, coming in. Uh, and uh, <laughs> what's going on there, I'm still, Murder Mike? I'm still from American Bandstand, you know, getting out there and get, do it to it. So this, yeah. this music, I'm sorry, I just uh, okay, fine. I give that. You hear a, me okay? I give that a 78, right? If I get that an 82. <laughs> Uh, hey, so, well, what is it? Are you are you trying to shop for a young lady on uh, on the uh, video today? Because uh, you because know, I can hardly see you, but I see your awards featured very prominently. Oh no, no, no! Those are just my FCC licenses. You got to have those posted. <laughs> you, actually, you, you, you actually don't, but, uh, but but maybe. But all right, Mike, lay it on well, us. Last well, twenty-four I, hours. I'm telling you. First of all, you were talking about photography studios, and a photography studio is a gold mine if you know what you're stealing. Because most good photographers have cameras that start at five and eight thousand dollars. I know my my Canons did. And you, my, can't, uh, you can't sell them; they're all serialized. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, you, you, there's no mark, there's no aftermarket for the black market. Anyway, go on. Starting it from the seven o'clock that's hour to midnight. Th that's uh, that's racist, by the way. We don't call it black market. You just call it the underground market. No, you can't say black market. Oh, oh, Did you know that? That's another thing. You know, and I was born and raised here, and I didn't see racism ever even happening uh, mm -hmm. through my entire uh, growing up era. You know, I just it, it didn't happen for me. I don't know why. Maybe I was led a sheltered life or what, but it just it it was never a topic or an issue. How about you? Were I mean. You grew up here. Did you say it happened to you, Eddie? Uh, I'll tell you what. I grew up in a mixed household. I watched different strokes every day of the week. What are you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? I've had uh, Willis and about, Willis? Dana Plato and uh, little Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman was the kid with uh, 200 IQ, don't you remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pac-Man game and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Emmanuel Lewis. Uh, who, who else? I mean... Uh, different strokes. Uh, wait, what is the not a, Cosby Show? The Cosby Show. That's what I was trying to get to. And then a different world is what I was thinking. Oh, All right, right. Yeah. And Lisa then, Bonet. Uh, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, what's what's that one? Uh, Come on, Debt Rudy. I know. I, you know yeah, I can see it, but I can't. Yeah, Raj rerun and Dwayne. What's the name of it? Good Come times. On. Good time. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That was yeah, very racist, having black people play basketball yep. in the 70s Public on housing. TV. Yeah. Remember, there was uh, White Shadow, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. White yeah. Shadow, big, uh, that was uh, certainly good. And then, uh, that rerun could dance. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sorry, i got to laugh at some of this stuff. I, yeah. I just, it's, it's hard to believe. You know, when I was a funeral director, I actually had some of the families <laughs> laughing before, before while, while they were making arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> The show's over, man. Whatever you got, Mike's already done it. the worst. When I was a funeral director, holy... Well, you know, Gene, when I was a funeral director... I was driving around those decomp bodies. Now, 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 now it's all coming together with Murder Mike. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I moved on to be a funeral director. It was a grave undertaking, but we were the last ones to let you down. You know? Oh. Rimshot. <laughs> I've heard a lot of things in my life. I've never heard that one-liner before. That is so good. Uh, I, I, I would say that to family sometimes when we were making arrangements to lighten the mood a little bit, you know, because yeah. they were getting ready to break out the checkbook, and you want to make it a little bit lighter by by that time. So, you know, yeah. 
we were, we were always, we were always the last ones to let you down. So they, they kind of had to be that. very selective with that joke. My, my mother's had to arrange a, a number of funerals. She would not have found that funny with the funerals she was arranging. You got to know your audience. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you, you kind of know when you're talking with the families, you know, whether you can be sure. humorous or you have to be all serious. But most of the time, it was, I'd lighten up a little bit. Anyway, moving right along here, sports. This should be Friday. I, I feel like it's a Friday. I woke up this morning thinking it was Friday and I was going to get all these things happening. But, uh, I guess we should talk about the news. You all know what's happening last night. At 10 o'clock, the fire department just responded to a possible explosion in the 5100 block of Central Southwest. Now, they didn't call for additional units, so that probably transpired, turned out to be nothing. Then shortly after 10, well, closer to 11, 1038 to be exact, uh, uh, there was an armed robbery to an individual, and that was at the Motel 76 at Candelaria. Oh, that's and that a bad was, place. He, he used a machete. Machete seemed to be what the, the weapon of choice. That, yeah, it's a weapon of choice these days. Easy to come out. What's a machete run? 30, 40 bucks? Well, I guess you can buy them at Harbor Freight for like five ninety five with a coupon or something like that. Guaranteed to break the first time you gouge somebody, but, but you know what can you say? But yeah, I, I have heard that. In all honesty, I, on the on the on the radio frequencies I listen to, when it's a weapon, uh, usually machetes seem to be the one that jumps out of jumps out ahead. And you know, as far as being used for uh, fights, weapons, armed robberies, and uh, now here's a good one. You got to laugh at this one because I did. In fact, uh, I, I even heard the dispatchers laughing. This was a stabbing that occurred at the Del Taco at 11:55 last night. An individual, a black male. Probably mid twenties, heavy set, reported that he was stabbed in the abdomen at the Del Taco at fifteen twenty five Coors Northwest. Now there were several witnesses that were saw him laying on the ground, and somehow he he heard that the police and the ambulance were coming. He got up, ran across the street to the motel. When the police arrived, they put out an ATL for this guy because they couldn't find him. We got rescue ambulance all looking for this guy who'd been stabbed. He ran across the street to the motel and then was last seen running up a stanchion and they they lost him. They they followed the blood trail for a while and it, it, it was just gone. So I mean, you know, here's a guy that stabbed to death. He's so afraid of the the five O's Did they he call die? it. That, no, no. He, oh, he, he, he never showed up in any oh, ERs. Okay. So it must not have been very serious, but I mean that was a pretty good one. How do we know? Uh, he just uh, basically just keel over and uh, squeeze a bunch of hot sauce all over his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> natural, natural healing properties. <laughs> is, is that a pop and taco or what? No, no, yeah. no. There's no more pop and tacos. I think the pop and tacos last ones across from Monte Carlo Steakhouse. That's still open. Uh, Monte Carlo, I think so. No, I know Monte uh, Carlo is, but uh, I don't know if the Pop and Taco. Is. Oh yeah, there used to be a Pop and Taco right down the street from. That. I don't know if that's still open or not. That was used to be a Monte Carlo. Boy, I talk about you know some All of the right, best let's, let's stick to, Let's stick to the news here. Yeah. Yeah, you got I me. Mean, you got me started now. <laughs> <laughs> after midnight, let's go to after midnight. After Nothing midnight good happens after midnight. After a uh, fight in progress at 336 Pennsylvania Northeast. That's, you, you know, the Pennsylvania K is what they call that. Uh, used to be a Circle K right there, Pennsylvania and Central. That's what they consider the heart of the war zone. That is the, the heart. That is the place where it happens. It kind of radiates from there as far as bad stuff happening. But Dallas, Texas, uh, Pennsylvania, those were all not good places to live. So yeah. it's not unusual to hear fight in progress is there. Uh, to see um, a, a disturbance at 2029 12th Northwest. That was somebody who was 
trashing the building into a parking lot. Huh. A sawmill district? Uh, let's see, 2029, 12th, that would put it right around, uh, what, Manal? Manal, uh, Candelaria, something like that? Hmm. Candelaria, 12th? So that's, that's kind of a, a mixed residential area, so it's not, a, it's not a bad area. So to have a disturbance down there is kind of unusual. You get over on uh, Delamar and 4th, then you get about five or six streets uh, west of 4th. Then you got kind of a little yeah, shady area. area. Yeah. Um, How about those, uh, those late night uh, 24 are they still? Is Pussycat Videos still open? Like yes, believe places? it or not, there is. At least I know that the, the one at, at Pennsylvania and Central is still open. I don't know what the name of it is, but yeah. I think it's called Pussycat. Yeah. But it's still what open. About, I mean, what about uh, the, the Big Eye place? Is that still open? How come that hasn't been bulldozed? Or? The, the, which place? The one on the. Uh, it just it just occurred to me all of a sudden. I think every one of those uh, types of stores are probably shut down, right? A lot of them have. There's still a few open, I think. Uh, really? There was one at uh, Manal and San Mateo, I think, someplace around there. Yeah. No, I, there. no, no yeah, that's, I, that's deductions, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not... Like, I, I'm really supposed to know where all these sex shops are. <laughs> <laughs> I just know where the crime is happening. I couldn't tell you. What, I know that that one in Pennsylvania... Well, you said Fort Delamar. I'm like down there in that industrial area. I mean, uh, you know, I'm just yeah, saying that I know that there's some... Some kind of strange underground type of places over there, and the only thing I could think of there was like an office building, a gas station, a place that is open once in a while for for burritos, and everyone's just fine. And then a you know behind the gate, this kind of uh, pussycat bookstore. So there you go. Yeah, well, well the fourth thing, Griegos is just a block to the south, I believe, of Del yeah, there you go. See, perfect. I know my geography. There we go. You, you got it right. That's, that's where we're giving the, uh, people the type of insight they would get nowhere else except in the Kiva. Except we, as a lifelong residents of Albuquerque, know everything that's happening, know where everything is, and yeah. where everything was. It is so that's, we're, we're good at that. Anything Another else? armed robbery to an individual oh, wow. that happened at a uh, little after one one thirty in the morning, and that was at the Motel Seventy Six at Candelaria University. Another one? one, twice. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad place. I mean, they. they Armed robberies, assaults, rapes, uh, you name it. That's, that's one well, of those that little hotels. restaurant right next door to us serves some great foe. Oh, well, yeah, there's... <laughs> yeah, some really, really great foe. Sorry, I got hung up on my mic cord there. Yeah. I wanted to make sure my audio was working. <laughs> yeah, that's good. At least you're not uh, rattling around anymore. Any Anything else? Uh, let's see. Got that. Got that. Uh, the armed robbery. Just a quick breakdown of what overall what happened. Because uh, we have some... Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, there was now six, you're becoming oh, more useful to me. Go ahead. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, between midnight and 1 a.m., there were six overdoses, drug-related. What? In Three one of, hour? Yeah. No, six between between midnight and one. Midnight to to one to, to yeah to yeah midnight to one a.m. That's right. I got to read my numbers right. Midnight to one a.m. There were six drug overdoses. Three of them were nine echoes. That means that they were unresponsive, and they couldn't get Narcan on board fast enough. So they possibly would ten seven or uh, you know succumb to their injuries, as we say in the one was at the Wyoming Terrace Mobile Home Park. That's a really a bad place. That's Wyoming and Central. You know where that is? Yes, I do. That's the McDonald's, the old. Uh, what is it, the Amigusto Lounge or whatever they got over there? Yeah, the Amigusto. Ha, ha, Amigusto. <laughs> okay, and uh, 8,000 Montgomery, all those apartments up and down Montgomery are just a, a, I mean, you know, from Carlisle to San Mateo is pretty much uh, 
not the best places to live, and one on Glen Rio. Th- those are the three overdoses that uh, possibly may have succumbed to their injuries. Uh, shots fired, one at Indian School and uh, San Pedro, 6800 Indian School. And then uh, 1060. Oh, here we go. This is a good one for for the for the police as far as how good the job they were doing. State police and APD together were on an operation last night around the uh, Eubank and Central area. Okay. Uh, streets like um, uh, the 12,000 block of Copper, Georgia. Uh, 20 about the 9100 block of Virginia. That's a little bit too far. Brit. Uh, uh, Georgine, uh, they they swept that area and made I think a total of maybe six or seven felony arrests. In fact, state police were making an arrest at one house while APD was making an arrest at All the right. house really ne- next door. And neither one of them knew that the other one was supposed to be there. And they 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 see all these agencies showing up and they're on the radios going, "What what what's APD doing here? What's state police doing here?" Wow. And they had to. They had joined forces to get it together. So, but yeah, they took some some bad guys off the street. So, right off for PD. All right. Good night. All right. Uh, hey, uh, uh, Mike. Get, yes, sir. Get totals on everything. We'll look forward to having a preview of the weekend uh, tomorrow. We got to run. We appreciate your time. You got it. Thank you, Eddie. All right. Good stuff. Uh, there he is, Murder Mike uh, here in the Kiva. Always uh, keeping things going right here. Uh, <laughs> One of a kind. <laughs> Funnier each time he comes in. Back after the top of the hour, Fox News. Thank you, everybody, for listening here in the Kiva. Every morning at 4 a.m. Sign up now at rockoftalk.chat. Get the conservative calendar, top 10 clips, and links of the day. Local U.S. and global news briefings, all at rockoftalk.chat. Have you noticed a lot more people are asking you for your recommendation? What's the best place to get a cake for breakfast and brunch? Tacos, retail. Tell them theplaceilike.com. It has it all eateries, retail, services, entertainment. Theplaceilike.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. Great news! Ann Matthews Bridal just received the long-awaited Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Collection. Ann Matthews Bridal has been chosen to handle the premiere of this collection right here in Albuquerque. If you're needing a bridal gown, we look forward to showing this collection along with other top designer collections we carry. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. 
When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's, the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now. 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or AxiomHVAC.com. Remember to ask for train. Unstoppable in any season. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we... presidential push against gun violence. I'm Rich Dennison, Fox News. President Biden today announcing executive actions addressing what the White House calls a gun violence public health epidemic. This is not a partisan issue among the American people. This is a view by the American people as an American issue. And I'm willing to work with anyone to get these done. The president is tightening regulations for ghost guns, homemade firearms that usually are assembled from parts without serial numbers, and increasing regulations on pistol stabilizing braces, like the one used by the Boulder, Colorado shooter last month that left 10 dead. Gun control advocates praised the actions but said much more must be done in Congress. A suspect is in custody following a manhunt in Bryan, Texas, after a mass shooting at a business in the town this afternoon left one person dead and four others hospitalized in critical condition. Police say a state trooper was shot while pursuing the suspect and is in stable condition. Several lawmakers visited the Texas border. As Biden administration officials say 19,000 migrant children were taken into custody last month alone. Texas Democratic Congresswoman Veronica Escobar defended the Biden administration's handling of the border crisis, saying they have shortened the amount of time children are in shelters to 30 to 35 days. She did say that the situation is unsustainable and that lawmakers should consider making legal entry easier. We see an increase in undocumented immigration in a large part because of our own actions. And some of those actions include making it so difficult 
that there that asylum is the only avenue. Escobar was asked by one reporter why Secretary Mayorkas was not like her making himself available for reporter questions during his border visit. She said that question would best be directed to DHS. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. It was a positive day on Wall Street with the Dow, S&P, and Nasdaq all closing higher. America is listening to Fox News. Woke culture is threatening our freedoms and even our police. Now, Grant Stinchfield exposes Woke's secret agenda and its hidden players. Watch Stinchfield at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight on Newsmax TV as he reveals the dangers. Stinchfield gives you the cold, hard truth you need to know. Find Newsmax TV on all major cable systems or get it free on Roku, YouTube, Zumo, Pluto, and smart TVs. Download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. Woke is dangerous. So watch Stinchfield on Newsmax tonight. Oh, whale! Guys, whale! Wow, whale. Oh, that's a big whale. Um, okay. Whale, whale, whale! Oh, no! Whale! Tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered. Get a quote today in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Yeah, at least it wasn't a shark, am I right? <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Biden administration is blacklisting several Chinese firms and labs that are supporting China's military modernization. The Commerce Department says seven Chinese supercomputing entities are working to build exascale computers, which can operate at a quintillion calculations per second. The federal government says the machines have capabilities vital for the development of many, perhaps almost all, modern weapons and national security systems such as nuclear and hypersonic weapons. The blacklisting means the Chinese firms will need a Commerce Department license to use U.S. technology. Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. Florida is suing the federal government, hoping to force the CDC to allow the resumption of cruise ship sailings from U.S. ports. That ban has been in effect since shortly after the start of the pandemic. The latest testimony in the murder trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is focusing on the cause of George Floyd's death. Medical experts are now taking the witness stand with pulmonologist Dr. Martin Tobin, a respiratory specialist on behalf of the state, telling jurors... Mr. Floyd died from a low level of oxygen. That it was caused by Derek Chauvin's knee, though when cross-examined by the defense earlier this week, the ER doctor who treated Floyd also told jurors that low oxygen levels could have also been caused by methamphetamine and fentanyl that was in Floyd's system. The defense has said that it was drugs that killed George Floyd. Jeff Manasso. Fox News. A Southern California man who killed his wife and propped up her body on a sofa as her children opened Christmas presents in 2011 has been convicted of second-degree murder. Prosecutors say William Wallace, who had served jail time for beating the woman, killed her on Christmas Eve or early Christmas morning that year, put sunglasses on her propped-up body, telling her two young daughters she was drunk and had them open their gifts. I'm Rich Dennison, and this is Fox News. Gotta follow that story. <laughs> All right, let's put things together. And we're gonna start with the weather. Looks uh, like no fun intended there. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, this is gonna be a great weekend. Look at the sunshine coming our way to the tune of 80 degrees, both uh, tomorrow and Saturday, maybe even Sunday. So, a slight chance of rain on Saturday, but not holding my breath for that right now. 78 degrees in Rio Rancho, 77 in Old Town, and it's 79 at the Rock of Chalk. All right. Looking uh, like things are improving. I-25 Northbound is uh, clear sailing now from the airport all the way into Northtown. 
And you're going to find on uh, Paseo del Norte, it's not been a problem all afternoon, but again, get ready for that slow traffic leaving the Petroglyph. Westbound on Paseo all the way out to Universe and right around the corner from there. Uh, Unster is going to be just really ugly traffic all the way from uh, Paseo del Norte on up to Rainbow. Maybe Paradise will get some relief. This traffic report brought to you by Live Spring at Salon Helena. They are on Manol, just west of Wyoming, and they're the home of Canyon Water. Canyon Water's alkaline water. I know you hear me say this all the time. It's never too late to start getting healthier, and water is the best way to start that. It is healthy water, alkaline water. If you change your water, you're going to change your life. They'll prove it to you. Get Go on over, ask Mike, can I have a gallon of the Canyon Water? He'll give it to you. And once you get that, you're going to say, this is so good, I've got to do this all the time. Last spring at Salon Helena on Manal, just west of Wyoming. We're up to date. Now let's dive into the Rock of Talk. in the 505 with more 411 the clash classic in fact uh back here on this day 1977 cbs released the self-titled first album by the clash in the united kingdom it is celebrated one of the greatest punk albums of all time but cbs had refused to release it into the united states until 1979 prompting americans to buy more than 100,000 imported copies and the irony of all of that is the song is literally about Saudi Arabia banning the Clash, yet it was the United States that actually banned it and their own record company from releasing it. Not until 1979, two hour or two two years later. Uh, further inspiration for the lyrics originated from Strummer observing that the band's manager Rhodes moaning about the Clash's increasing tendency to perform lengthy songs. He asked the band facetiously. Uh, does everything have to be as long as this raga, referring to the Indian musical style known for its length and complexity? There's the raga sound. Strummer later returned to his room at an Iroquois hotel in New York City, wrote the opening lines of the song. The king told the boogeyman, you have to let that raga drop. So here's the rest of it. The song gives an account of the ban on Western rock by an Arab king. The lyrics describe the king's efforts to stop his population from listening to the music, such as ordering his military jet fighters to bomb any people in violation of the ban. That's literally what it's about. The pilots ignore the orders 
And instead, they play rock and roll on their cockpit radios. The population then proceeded to, quote-unquote, rock the casbah by dancing to the music. It was inspired by the ban on that Western music in Iran and during the Islamic Revolution. 550-5500, little little history there for one of the... Uh, Greatest punk song. I'd probably say it is the greatest uh, punk song of all time. I mean, if you think of... uh, It's hard to classify exactly what punk is and isn't uh, at times, uh, depending upon where it's at. But it's always outside the norm. And, I mean, some people would try to classify, you know, Blink-182 or, dare I say, Green Day is punk rock. And it's, I should say, it's punk-ish, but not punk rock. Neither one of those. Uh, There's... uh, Way too, way too mainstream. And punk is meant to be exactly that, non-mainstream music. And, I might uh, put uh, Ramones, I want to be sedated up near, up near the top. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. Uh, I think anything by the Ramones is pretty good. Sex Pistols, I think the greatest uh, punk album of all time. Mm-hmm. Never mind the Bullocks. Uh, well, you know, we were so good because Johnny couldn't sing and I couldn't play. Yeah. <laughs> make, make an act out of that. There you go. Uh, I thought Johnny hated jazz. <laughs> Oh wow, that's an old that, that's an old band right there. Supremes on this day, where our love go? '64 song became their first uh, number one single, and uh, the late rapper in 2017, Tupac Shakur, Joan Baez, Pearl Jam, and ELO, Journey, and Yes, were all inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There you go. Yeah, Just Tupac. say those names slowly, and then say the Rock Hall of the Rock oh. of Fame. It's like what? Yeah, mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So there you go. Um, Doubt I know that. You know, we're at this time in, and we've talked about what's happening in the backdrop of talk radio. You know, and talk radio is becoming this place where a lot of people are heading try to do it, or it's now running away from podcasting because people's podcasts aren't getting listened to. It's actually uh, seen that the average time that someone will listen to a podcast is no more than two to three minutes. Mm, they get in through the first inception, and then there's just a few people who sort of wither until the end. The time spent listening on those is... is well, is, plus you can be deplatformed by most of the... You know, if you say something wrong, they can take you off, right? Well, that's I mean, just it. <laughs> that, that's just it. I mean, you, when you talk about um, relating that song, and, you know, it occurred to me when I was, you know, kind of preparing for the show today, is like, well, punk rock, well... If you think about what conservatives are, it's sort of outside the norm. It's it's like punk politics. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 fighting. It's the rebellion. I mean, we are the counterculture. Nothing has broken we, my heart more. This uh, some people say pandemic. I call it panicdemic. Whatever your preferred word. Uh, nothing has broken my heart more than the way in which young people. You see the compliance with young people who should be on the front lines of resisting. Teenagers, tw- 20s, punk rock, Gone. hippies, okay, f- don't trust anyone over 30. They are all in on masking up and staying at home. It's, it's amazing. Disgusting. It's like you read my mind because the counterculture of uh, Woodstock, etc., that wouldn't happen with today's youngsters. The 18 to 25-year-olds, not only do they want to do it, but they want the government to approve it. The counterculture is you by, listen- by living your traditional conservative American values. You truly are the counterculture. And I have to say there's a pretty good cool factor in all of that. Because you can say Joe Biden, Barack Obama, I don't know, uh, Kamala Harris. These people aren't cool. <laughs> They're not cool. Nobody wants to you hang out. You look up not cool in the dictionary, Joe Biden's picture is right there. <laughs> and evidence of that is the lack and the number of people who didn't participate in the rallies and other things that are out there. Right? They just didn't. They didn't inspire. They didn't get people motivated. You know who is the quintessential cool right now? It was Donald Trump. 
for four <laughs> years. If you were a Trump supporter, it's like, well, that's cool. He was the Beatles. He was Elvis. He was all that wrapped into one and then leading the country. The bull in the china shop. <laughs> yeah, people, but people, what is it that they had a hard time with? They didn't like his demeanor. They didn't like the way that he came across. They didn't like what he did. And now you're seeing this tremendous amount of regret from people who said, I should have voted for Trump. You're seeing it more and more. But then there's the other side of that. And it's the lack of inspiration and the fact that people feel deflated. Have you noticed lately just people just feel deflated, like mm -hmm. nothing we could do can change what's happened? And then I say, well, it's as simple as removing your mask. It's as simple as not taking your vaccination. It's as simple as doing the little things. One of my favorite things that I say is the little things. There's nothing bigger than the little things. Because if you compile those, like sands on a beach or marbles in a glass, they ultimately create everything that's there. And, folks, these little pieces of civil disobedience that's out there, that you've seen, that have come from, and I'll tell you why talk radio is cool again, right? Because we are the counterculture. We've been the counterculture. These things that they're saying that are cool, you know, Rush, boy, you couldn't think of anything cooler right now than Rush Limbaugh. What you wouldn't do to have him back. And you hear the guy, and you're like, man, that's the guy who had it right. And it's like you're almost listening to the oldies, and like, boy, that's when music was music. That's the way you're going to be feeling about politics. You're going to say, well, Donald Trump and Rush Limbaugh, that's when politics was politics. It's literally going to be defined by that. And if I'm wrong, I'd love to hear from you on any of that. Because this malaise that's happening politically here in our country to go along to get along the political correctness, which is forming you and telling you what to do. And if you don't, they're trying to sell it. It sounds so hollow. The top of the hour news coming with these, well, stay six feet apart. Get the mask, cover your face. When you go in, the vax come out, do your part. You've got to stop. Because that ain't cool. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. I love punk rock. I actually uh, grew up on a different brand of punk rock, though. I told you it was uh, Suicidal Tendencies, oh, yeah. The Exploited. Hey, Ma, where's seconds. that Pepsi? Yeah, it's just uh, good, good <laughs> stuff. Good, good, good stuff. Okay, um, again, we'll touch on the immigrant stuff tomorrow, but the latest of what's happening in Texas Texas Child Welfare officials say they've received three reports of abuse and neglect at the San Antonio Coliseum that is holding more than 1,600 immigrant teenagers who cross the southern border. The first time the state officials have announced investigations into abuse and neglect at one of the emergency shelters, and the U.S. government has quickly set up Texas amid a sharp increase in crossings of unaccompanied youth. Child welfare officials would not reveal details about who made the allegations, whether the allegations include sexual abuse, but no further details were provided. Now, let me say this. I've been watching a lot of Sky News and I'm also, um, I watched Reuters uh, this morning. It's 160 on Roku, okay? They are showing a lot of what's happening out there. They can't cover it up any longer. It's there front and center, and they're showing, and this is amazing, they're showing how they're advocating now. Univision, Televisión, the Galavision, the major networks in Latin America, are literally telegraphing via social media, Twitter and Facebook, their services, their coyote services. And I was looking at Reuters, I said, this, this right? Could this be right? And they literally played the translated version of it. And I looked at it and I said, my gosh, it's so out in the open, it's so naked to cross the border of southern United States. 
that they're literally able to advertise their services. But Donald Trump's banned on Facebook. <laughs> yes. Good point. Like, how do you relate these two things that are happening? But it's so out there in front. Go find it. Search it. See if you can find it. For those people who are on Facebook, well, you're... So <clears throat> you get off of uh, Facebook, you're not a bona fide conservative in my book, but there you go. So that's out there. I want to touch upon that. I think that that's uh, very important. Uh, we take credit for the 2,400 kids that were not relocated. By that, I mean uh, male youths, 13 to 17 years of age, of a Glorietta. But somehow some conservatives are still talking about it. Steve Pierce was mentioning it on, apparently, his podcast. Was like, this didn't happen. Did someone not let the chairman of the Republican Party know that... <laughs> Didn't happen, Steve. Oh, you've uh, been busy. Uh, former President uh, or Vice President Mike Pence memoir set for 2023 release. You know who's going to read that? Nobody. Exactly zero people. Light reading. <laughs> Very light reading. <laughs> yeah. If you're playing a trivia game five years from now, let me tell you how big Trump is. You won't even remember. Uh, who was Mike Pence? Wasn't he the third baseman on the Boston Red Sox, Mike Pence? You know? Like, no, oh, yeah, yeah, he was the vice president. You won't remember his name. That's how big that shadow is cast from Donald Trump. Nobody cares about Mike Pence. I, I used to laugh all the time when, when people would uh, would say, you know, you, you go back and you look at those buttons, the 40s and 50s, and some of these are selling for tremendous amounts of money. You know, you ask me uh, who ran against Eisenhower, Adelaide Stevenson, or whatever. You know, sure. like, what? What? I don't remember any of this. Nobody remember Mike Pence, same thing. No one's going to remember Mike Pence at all. He did nothing noteworthy during his four years, period. Well, the big mistake here Except is... Except not, to get, in a, and not oh, well, get in an elevator with, with, with another woman. Oh, that, no, he's, he's old school MGTOW. Um, for a married man, he's really MGTOW. But Simon & Schuster, didn't, they announced the autobiography and a second book deal. Guys, you know, I thought the publishing industry was pretty smart. You probably should wait and see how the autobiography sells before you sign him to a second Nobody's book. Nobody's interested in Mike I mean, Pence. Come on. <laughs> you know, and what's really interesting about it is he comes from talk radio. Yeah, that's right. But you would say that Mike yeah. Pence, not the coolest guy. No one's out looking for Pence's endorsement on anything. Well, and no one's talking about him in, in 2024. You're talking about, <laughs> if not Trump, you're talking about Christine Ohm, DeSantis. Like, Pence's name never comes up. I've never read an article where his name has come up at all about 2024. Well, good stuff. All right, uh, an L.A. lawsuit by former U.S. Representative Katie Hill against the Daily Mail was dismissed by a judge who said the tabloid was protected under the First Amendment when it published the nude photos of her. That's kind of awesome, don't you think? Think about kind that. of a wild girl before she left She was, but, but I think it's kind of awesome for the uh, journalism aspect of it. I mean, publish whatever you want. Put it out there. Right? What's really important is it's a tabloid. It's an official tabloid, Daily Mail. And guess what? We also work with them. That's All of my Zorro Ranch photos, where do they go? That's right. Daily Mail. I was very happy about this. The Daily Mail. I actually texted my guy over there, Chris White, across the pond. I said, oh, look at this. You can push, publish what you want. This is big. It's just going to go ahead and embolden. And, and that's where real journalism lives. The only place it lives, I think, in the United States right now is New York Post. I, I think with the Hunter Biden stuff and then being censored or you know deplatformed or whatever, kicked off Twitter, that's an excellent example. I mean, just because it's, it's the a tabloid place. doesn't mean you, they don't do real journalism. Yep. And let's not forget uh, that was uh, Alexander Hamilton. That's the oldest publication. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. A couple of things in there. Uh, the judge on Wednesday uh, accepted the Daily Mail's argument that the publication of the photos was in the public interest. Love that. He's elected. <laughs> you know what that does. Anybody who's running for office or anybody who is in office, you can publish whatever you want. Hill's lawyer indicated she would appeal. Hill resigned from Congress after nude pictures of her 
and an aide were leaked. It was weird, right? Do you remember how strange it was? It was. It was just kind of this weird thing, and she was doing this, and then um, I guess the gate went both ways on this thing, right? I believe, I believe and I think she so. was kind of she was married, but she had a uh, homosexual lover inside, right? And then there was an accusation of a male staffer she was involved with. She's always denied that. Yeah. Ooh, it's like Peyton Place over there at uh, Katie's, yeah. Katie's. Or like, uh, uh, or like the governor's mansion uh, uh, up in uh, in Oregon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that remind, in a while. Remind our audience of that. Uh, she, oh. Go ahead. Pull up Kate Brown. Yeah. Uh, she acknowledged having an affair with an aide, but denied allegations of a relationship with a congressional staffer. A relationship with a staffer would have violated house rules. Now, I can tell you... What Simon and Schuster should probably sign is give Katie Hill a book deal. That's right. Because that's something will people will actually read. Am I wrong? Yes. Yes. No, they'll go for that all day long. Yeah. Like, oh, Katie Hill. What is in that? And and Katie Hill just to move product, they'll they'll give her like a five hundred thousand dollar bonus or a million dollar bonus, sort of like Hugh Hefner back in the day. Remember, wherever the uh, du jour, the the uh, female, du- we're going in this direction a lot th- uh, today, right? Uh, he'll pay a lot of money for. That's generally what Kate Brown, downtown Kate Brown. First openly bisexual statewide office holder. Uh, and married. And uh, still married with stepchildren. And she is openly, I guess that's not closeted, that's openly bisexual. It's weird, man. It's weird. That's MSNBC apologizes. the country Rudy Grandy grew, grew up in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I guess things can. <laughs> I like it on No Country for Old Men when he's sitting there reading the paper <laughs> and he's talking to his, his sheriff. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Just wasn't going to get the attention, I suppose. <laughs> MSNBC apologized Wednesday for mistakenly airing video footage of another black congressman or reporting on the death of U.S. Representative Al Hastings. I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> He's so woke. <laughs> But they all look alike. They do. I guess at MS- they MSNBC they do, yeah. Well, what was the, the two congressmen that they consistently <laughs> confused? Uh, Elijah Cummings and... Uh, it was literally... They did the same thing before. Pull up that story. Oh, okay. The Elijah Cummings confusion. And it was multiple times. But the only person they went after was Marco Rubio. Remember, they only grilled Marco Rubio for... You know, the, the Latino, but the white people didn't get persecuted for that because they were Democrats. Oh, John Lewis. They, they, John they Lewis the same, and yeah, yes. Elijah, yep. Elijah Cummings. Yep. Watch that story. It's the same thing. U.S. Representative Alcee Hastings of Florida a day earlier uh, while they were talking about the death of a of him. During a brief report on Tuesday of Hastings' death, MSNBC Short reported uh, uh, footage of U.S. Representative Benny Thompson, a Democrat from Mississippi, even though the network showed the correct still pictures of Hastings. MSNBC tweeted an apology on Tuesday. Hallie Jackson repeated the network's regret on air Wednesday. I mean, how does... Sorry, so no offense to... Jim Eagle, I'm sorry. We're not Jim Eagle. Hallie Jackson repeated the network's regret on the air, said the mistake never should have happened, and that Hastings deserved a better tribute for his service to the state of Florida and the House of Representatives. Yeah. Gotta do better. You see that old one with John Lewis and yep. Elijah Cummings? Yep. Well, well, Marco Rubio apparently tweeted it out yeah. mistakenly, and, and along with some other politicians, too. But yeah, the, the other politicians didn't get grilled. They only went after Marco Rubio. Uh, right, right. Marco, and But his widow forgave Marco Rubio and said it was an honest mistake. So, I mean, if the widow forgives you, I think... All right. Will the Oscars be a who cares moment as the ratings die? Yes. <laughs> At least let me, let's let me tell people when it is. Uh, April 25th. You know, you can't have an Oscar if nobody has been to the movie theater. 
And if you notice, the last three years, it's been nothing but woke. I mean, I could listen to uh, Ricky Gervais all day long, Me right? Too. Like, just uh, open and just uh, insult people over and over and over, right? Do you listen to that? That's the only awards uh, ceremony I could actually uh, get behind. But I think he's done it five times, and he's out. So he's out of Hollywood altogether. All right, Rudy, let's check on weather and traffic. All right, Oscars, of course, are for music, right? Don't. All right. Good one. Good one. All right, so what we've got going right now is a great-looking weekend. I mean, we can look at 80s and a slight possibility of rain on Saturday, but I doubt it's going to happen. It's just there. And right now we've got 80 degrees in Rio Rancho. It is 79 degrees at Hoffman Town Shopping Center and 79 here at the Rock of Talk. Looking at the only really tough drive is going to be to the construction zone on Unser, north and southbound between west side up to um, uh, southern. You only have one lane both directions, and I'm still seeing plenty of red on the map there. Same story on Paseo del Norte westbound, leaving the Petroglyph westbound out to just about universe. Looks like you're under 10 miles an hour, kind of what we're used to every day. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Salon Deluxe and Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho. Salon Deluxe always treats you special, and they will treat you to a gallon of Canyon water. You heard George talk about that when we were there live yesterday. He said it's good today, too, and tomorrow. If you'd like to come and get a gallon of Canyon water on the west side, just come to Salon Deluxe and Country Club Plaza, and you can also go online and learn about it there, salondeluxe.com. We're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. in that uh, opening scene. Great, great stuff. Uh, back in, uh, what, 98, Ronnie Wood, guitarist for the Rolling Stones, uh, ironically enough with this song, was rescued looking for shelter along with 11 other passengers from a boat exploring the islands near the Angra dos Reyes, south of Rio de Janeiro. The vessel's engines had caught fire. So there you go. Yeah. What are they, the Rolling Stones, again, mix got to be over 75, 76 at this point. Um, how many How many kids has he had in the last year? Let's 52. <laughs> I think he's had uh, two kids. I mean, when you're rock and roll, you're rock and roll for life. doesn't matter how old you're. Young he you are, is you're 77. 77, yeah. There you go. Uh, eight children so far. Wow. How are they going to split up that when he dies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probate. That's called the full employment for the lawyers involved for, for decades <laughs> to come. Wow. Well, you got to figure out how to dole out all the, uh, the booty, so to speak. Um, that's... That's why these kids, you know, they carry the name and, you know. Hey, Ralphie, Harvey, we're best friends, aren't we, Ralphie? I, mean, uh, <laughs> I tell you, though, you know, being a son of a, of a huge rock star or yeah. lately being the son of a United States senator, I think I'd go with the senator because, man, those doors open wide for you regardless of experience. I mean, you you get all sorts of consulting offers and really? retainers. I think, I think nothing is ringing a young man named Hal... Howie Hunter, I think. Hunter, yeah, yeah. Oh, Hunter Biden. Yeah. You think Hunter Biden can actually get elected? Do you think he'd get 40% of the people? Oh, vote? God, no. See, that's the thing. Make the old man or the old lady do all the hard work of getting elected, building that career, and then you just 
keep the name, and then you just make those wheels and deals all over D.C. and New York. Well, so generally speaking, Russia, and generally speaking that speaks volumes about politics, because normally when the spouse, and that's just recently happened in Louisiana, um, passes away, the, the sitting congressman or congresswoman or senator... The spouse runs almost immediately, yep. right? Almost every single time. Isn't that, is that not the case? Oh, yeah. And yeah. they almost win. Someone's got to look up at that win rate for dead spouses who run. It's got to be somewhere like near 90, 100%. It's got to be pretty insane. I actually grabbed the, 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 the argument from Robert J. Samus, and I said yesterday about how we just... We're now uh, taking wealth away as a, as a means of earning a living rather than producing wealth. Uh, this is the quote from his column back in 2013. There are two ways to become richer. One is to provide more goods and services. That's economic growth. The other is to snatch someone else's wealth or income. That's the spoiled society. In a spoiled society, economic success increasingly depends on who wins countless distributional contests, not who creates wealth, but who controls wealth. That's Wow. That explains Hunter Biden right there. I think it explains uh, political consulting. Oh, yeah. That's part of it. Right? I mean, that is, that's is—that's everything. I mean, if you're the consultant, uh, you don't need to run for anything. You're just consulting all the time and uh, helping whoever needs to run, run. But in order to do that, the consultant's got to be connected to the levers of power bigger than the actual senator or congressman himself. Is that fair? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The machine, right? We've constantly referred to the Washington machine. That's the machine. The machine will decide whether or not you're worthy of this. And uh, if you're willing to sell your soul to the devil, <laughs> then you can go ahead and have all the things that the machine will provide you. Is that right? Well, I mean, I mean, nobody's really elected on their own merits anymore. I mean, oh, Mr. Mr. Yeah. Smith goes to Washington. I mean, and then look at my candidacy. You know, I mean, if it was really in terms of performance, good looks. You know, all, the, all that kind of stuff. I don't really think that. But, well, I mean, there was a time you know, in this country when you we did not get up every day and open the paper and look to what's coming out of the White House today. Government was a very small part yeah. of our lives. Your income was not coming from a nationalized pension system called Social Security. You, you know, you, if you set aside some bucks, a lot of people didn't even make it to retirement age. Your family took care of you. I mean, government played, for most of the republic's history, played a very, very small role. So if you want... What's the phrase we use in libertarianism? You can't have big corruption without big government. And those two go together. The best way to fight government, the best way to reduce the spoiled society is to reduce government's power. That's just a suggestion. I'll throw it out there. Have you ever looked at Bill Clinton's approval ratings over his uh, presidency? We loved Billy. It was the 90s. It was booming. The baby boomers were at their maximum earning potential. And there's nothing Billy could do, including with a 21-year-old intern that would ever get him out of office. We love Bill Clinton. I know it hurts you to say. I it hurts you to hear this, Mr. Grande. I didn't. As a loyal Republican, but we loved Billy. No, I love Al Gore was Al Gore was not impacted whatsoever. Let me tell you, his approval rating doubled, and then after Monica Lewinsky, it went from about sixty percent all the way to seventy three percent. Yeah. Yeah. Job approval rating, not personal yeah. approval. We, we love the job because the economy was booming. People didn't think a lot of him on a personal level, but job approval, we loved Billy C. We so loved I think there's a healthy level of scandal that gets people to a certain level of empathy. Is that is that fair to say? Okay, I see where I you're going with this. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the human element uh, sort of seeping in, right? So we just asked the question about Hunter Biden. I mean, that's more of a reflection. His high point was December 19th, twenty. 1998. Do you know when he was impeached? Uh, December 19th, 1998. 98, right, late 98. It's exactly the point that I'm making. It's just like, oh, these guys can get away with it because it depends upon who's selling it. 
when you have three out of four people, three out of four people, and Ken Starr, oh, he's saying like a, you know, and I met Ken Starr, hung out with Ken Starr, oh. pretty nice guy, liked him. Uh, you know, he, lo- he loves the Fox Studios here. But if you think about this, and you really evaluate, you know, the formula of success when it comes to politicians, it's like, well, he's got to be human. Yep. Is yep. he real? Can he sit down? Is he a guy you can sit down and have a beer with? <laughs> like, oh, my God. You know, and then and then that turned into, well, we need a businessman, right? And so we got our businessman. We got our, we got our, we got our human. We got a businessman. And I don't know what the hell we got with Barack Obama other than our first black president. What did you actually get with him? Oh, you know, if you watch the black uh, network, the political network, which I sometimes do, because it's interesting in the morning, it's never hard-hitting. And it's always about racial issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just talk about how smooth and, you know, uh, classy Barack Obama. Not the current guy. Yeah, they always <laughs> kind, of, kind of do that. But what, what do you get with that? You, oh. you don't get anything. You don't get any kind of vast improvement in the economy. You don't get any vast improvement in what's happening, you know, uh, in terms of our country being ripped up. We just went through this slow, low malaise for a number of years where people were literally, you know, Anomulous. I mean, we were sleepwalking oh, all yeah. over. The, yeah. Don't you remember? Like three, four years. And then the tea partiers were going crazy, having a great time. And then on the flip side of that, you have, I don't know what Joe Biden is. Joe Biden is... Nursing home patient? Establishment to the nth degree. And I think he is a reflection of all that non-risk-taking. I'm not going to walk outside. I'm not going to go ahead and walk into every. I'm going to get the shot. I'm going to like this. We're going to be 100% safe and walk out in a in a, in a complete and total uh, a suit. To, and by that I mean a protective suit. Hasn't prevent <laughs> ourselves from having any sort of. And the the irony of all that is this is going to come crashing down to earth faster than a you know a, a meteor hitting the the earth. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Anyway, well, it's it's hard for people. I, I know Rudy did not like Bill Clinton, but it's it's hard for people who are politically active to understand how you can have enjoy widespread support for a politician you think is loathsome. And I think part of the answer is, and I'm going to throw Reagan out here, which is a really I wrote a column a couple of years ago about Reagan. I don't know if it was when he died, but the polling at the end of the Reagan administration, Reagan had you know, very high numbers as he was leaving office. And they asked people individually, issue by issue, did they agree with the Reagan administration? Did you think it was an ethical administration? Did you like their position on arms control? Did you like their position in Central America? You know, these issues that nobody, even young people listening to me, don't even know what these, these issues existed 30 years ago, but they did. And just across the board, the polling data said, no, we didn't like the administration's approach to this or that or that. Did it help the middle class? No, we think the tax cuts hurt help rich people more. Did you like Ronald Reagan? We loved Ronald Reagan. And that's... The frustrating thing for those of us who are in the policy world and also people in the political world about understanding that the most Americans just want to live their life. They, they're not ideological. They're not political. I think throughout our history, that's been a very good part of our country because we've been all just pursuing our own interests and building churches and building businesses and raising family and taming a continent. But when things get as bad as they are, we have a cultural Marxist revolution. We're $30 trillion in debt. You can't not pay attention anymore. These are real problems. So back in the day, it was sort of, okay, you know, who, who cares? We're, we're prospering, everything's doing well, but 40% illegitimacy rate, $30 trillion in debt, a woke culture, we're losing our, our you know, people are losing their jobs over what they think about cultural issues or with their political affiliation. Poor Sean is getting prosecuted by the government for just walking into the Capitol building. So... In the past, you know, there are libertarians like me who look at American history and say, we're glad people haven't been politically engaged. It means that you're living your life. It means the American 
experiment is working because the American experiment is about self-government, not meaning going to your town hall on every issue. It means governing yourself and your household and living your life. The problem as we are into, well into the 21st century now is we finally have catastrophic existential problems in this country, and people are still pretty checked out. And um, how often do you have to hit the donkey on the head before it kind of wakes up? That's, well, you can't uh, hit the donkey on the head if it's uh, either high, drunk, yep. or... On universal stupid. basic income. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> and, and, the, and the same things continue to happen. They continue to receive paychecks. They continue to get all the things without having to do anything. Yep. You know, so... There's no consequence anymore, and I think that's probably the, the, the biggest thing in all of it. I did want to get to boast nerdly. Uh, I listened to this. Did you listen to this? Uh, John uh, Solomon, he's your favorite. Yeah, uh, I read the article. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a whole John Solomon report. John Paul Mack um, talking a little bit about this. But he said, uh, anyone left the show because Limbaugh was such a great person to work with. And he was such an amazing boss. He picked great people, left them alone, let them do their job. Mm. And that was one of the most amazing things. When Rush called that meeting to tell us of his illness, we knew something was wrong because we never had meetings. We just did our job. So when instantly when Rush is calling a meeting, everybody got the gut sick feeling because something was wrong. I have to say, I think that, you know, we here in the Kiva sort of relate the same way in terms of what, the way we operate and what we do here. And I have to say that I'm pretty proud of that given the way that uh, doubt has characterized me, if you don't mind me saying that doubt and I feel like you know we are headed on that trajectory uh, for certain I think there's a certain level of analysis that we complete every single day that goes with your write-ups uh, that goes with your show summaries that, that come in and we are all working very independently and we're also thinking very independently we didn't realize that Bo Snerdley had such an amazing level of influence on what we were consuming for 30 some odd years uh, with Limbo I got my Next issue, after uh, the final issue last month uh, that came in, and uh, we will be airing Rush Limbaugh here on this radio station uh, beginning May the 17th. So I'm pretty excited about that, and uh, everything is all done. Uh, so we'll be airing him also, very interestingly enough, up in Los Alamos and Santa Fe. And you know, somebody reached out to me today and said, hey, you, you want to air here too? Will you be able to cover our area? So a lot of people are sort of looking to us, and we're loosely connected radio operators uh, who are doing the good things to improve, I think, New Mexico by influencing. I'll get a lot of people. One guy who texted me earlier today, and you'll, you'll love this, uh, Dowd. Um, Jim says, Eddie, it's hard to discern what God's will is for us sometimes. It's a battle between good and best. Lots of good, fewer, best options. <laughs> Jim's two cents. You are lethal at Kiva. As a politician, probably not so much. Heads up, man. Plans? Kiva translator up north? How much? GOP and M needs to send us to the border to register people to vote. That's a total flip 180 on people's heads in terms of what's happening. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think I'm in a, in, a, in a great place, a great place to influence, to get the information out, to talk to politicians. i got to say, um, the bench isn't very deep on the right side at all. Uh, if, if you're looking at running for something, if you think you have what it takes and you want to improve, come talk to me. Don't go talk to the GOP. Don't talk to RPNM. Uh, come and talk to me. There's nobody who can help you more than I can. So any anybody who's out there kicking the tires and interested in doing something, we can kind of start you on the path. Second thing is I'd like to start working with a number of people. I'm already working with two people uh, right now, have been for some time, and I've got some more people. And I think we're not going to change it from the traditional, um, if you will, pathways of of 
political calculus because so many of you are like, well, you got to go kiss this person's ass or this person's ass or you got to go ahead and do that. You don't have to do any of that. This whole failure that will happen within the next couple of months will reshape what's happening uh, politically here in terms of this landscape. I mean, for all effective purposes, much of what we've tried to do organizationally uh, here in the city and in the state is pretty much over. There's so much fracturing going on, it continues to fracture even more. Meanwhile, the Democrats are continuing to consolidate, get more power, and they will not even have to raise that much money to go ahead and get what they want, and uh, will have a direct connect into the line uh, for 2022 coupled with their unbelievable, uh, unparalleled control of the local media here in the state. You say working with, uh, you mean potential candidates or activists? Potential candidates, people who want to be involved, you know, and it really starts as easy as as people writing, as people, you know, reading and and thinking about how to get their houses in order before they decide to run for anything. That's very wise because in the old days you could just get your signatures and run for office. Boy, folks, you know, we're not in that environment anymore. You know, you really do need to kind of get that skill set and, and talk to people like Eddie and uh, it's uh, I've been doing politics for over what 20 almost 30 years you know, 92 if you really both parties ladies and gentlemen both parties, both parties <laughs> know them both know all the the people in both parties especially the people lately I think uh, you know I learned a lot uh, from people like Raymond Sanchez uh, you know and doing stuff with him there is a lot to learn from people like that you know he what, held the house and was the speaker of the house for a lot of years. I walked uh, all the neighborhoods with him and, you know, and there's a lot to learn uh, from some of the people on the other side, uh, too. But I haven't really been that learned from uh, people on the right side of the aisle thus far. I've been doing, uh, I've been the one mostly who's been employing most of the They don't knowledge. seem to know how to play the game very well, do they? <laughs> well, it's not so much that, you know, it, it's the, the your, your commitment to win has to be played on the field mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. in, in a very fair way. You know, and by the rules. And I'll tell you, that's the great thing about the Democrats in terms of what they do, is they are very good at calling other people on the rules that happen. And there is so much to be learned just by, hey, doing the required reading, going through the sheets, understanding the uh, the rules of the game. That's the way Politics it is. ain't beanbag, as they used to say. Right. So uh, one quick call before we exit. I didn't even look at the board. Call you on the key, but go ahead. Yeah, Eddie. Yes, sir. Um, Make it quick. I got. I'll make it real quick. I got to tell you, the Republican Party putting whatever this Matt Moore's in, he is going to get squashed to nothing. And that, that was a winnable seat. Either you or the Martinez gal, either one of you would have beat this gal that's running against him. Yeah. And, but she's going to squash him like a bug. And you mentioned Milne Stadium. I used to live on Mulberry Street, right? Oh there. yeah, right there, right by the park. Yeah. Yep, right there, going up Mulberry. I was, I used to live those years ago on the right hand side, west side of the road. I remember walking up to Milne Stadium, going to high school football games when I was younger too. So I remember that. Had some great games over there. Oh man, yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of good ones. All right, good stuff. Now that now there's a helipad. Yep, now it's the outfit. <laughs> Still there, yeah. by the way. They didn't even try to cover it up. You you don't nope. know, uh, by the way, that nope. my, my 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 sister uh, in Scotland, uh, her, hus- her husband is named uh, Duncan Milne. M I L N E. There we go. I don't know who the Milne Stadium is named after. We'll see you tomorrow for a Friday talk at 4 p.m.